0: Hello and welcome to the Amateurs' Captives podcast, number two hundred and twenty-nine. I'm your host Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac.
1: I got nothing. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: <laughs> Ian is with us. I think I have a little more than nothing, but not by much.
0: Well, that mic is certainly loud, so you got that going for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Mad Cat is with us.
3: I've got more than nothing.
0: More than nothing. Well.
3: More than nothing.
0: I guess that's something. And it's
3: not nothing.
0: It's not nothing. We are joined by the dumbass himself. Hey, what gives? I was lured here with the promise of cake.
3: <laughs> not till you come over visit me. Come on, little <laughs> boy.
0: You want some candy? Get in the car.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Isn't it a van oh, with, so the, uh, with, uh, with the uh, windows uh, all blacked out? <laughs> I, I think guess. that
1: the uh, General Motors white standard white panel van is preferred by the more discerning pedophile. Shit.
3: I believe you are correct.
0: <coughs> That's what they say in the ads. <laughs> oh, boy. Brought to you by the Ford. Discerning pedophiles, choose. <laughs> the Ford Astro Van All right. How's everybody doing? Ooh, keeping busy. Doing pretty good. And, uh, you, yeah, okay, good. Well, good, you yeah. know, all sorts of stuff going on, I'm sure. But none of which we care about. What do we care about? We care, we care about Ian's new novel. Novella, technically. It's oh. under 40,000 words. Oh. So it's technically a novella. Yes, of course. And <laughs> tell novella. us about your your white pedophile raper van novella. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, um. Is, it, is, it, is none of that
2: true? Not that I'm aware of. Oh. I don't recall writing anything like that in it. Although, um. We do have a character who is pretty creepy. He's basically a um, Donald Trump knockoff. And oh I, I think I caught the essence of the character pretty well. So oh. I, I do have a pretty creepy character that, well, he, we don't see him in a van or anything. I wouldn't put that necessarily past him. But the story itself is about um, a young lady dealing with um, fame and all the good, bad, and uncomfortable with it. Right. Um, yeah. it's mild sci-fi, um, in that there's a, um, I take kind of the, the gaming stuff we see now, the world of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and I go a few levels further to the basics of what, um, the, the entertainment for this society is. I think it's a pretty cool system I came up with, um, where basically you can customize within the world of Warcraft and that led to next level, next level, next level to the point where you have live action role playing going on. Um, that can be created on the spot
0: okay so it's
4: pretty interesting when you look at like the uh, technological things going on with gaming like it's become really popular and I haven't really gotten into it but it become popular for people to have channels where they're just yeah. showing their reactions playing video games which seems kind and, of weird and I have
2: <laughs> my my boys like to watch those Is that but at the same Twitch? time that's the kind of stuff that got my mind going to what, what level of entertainment
0: can our gaming become? Yeah. so well, yeah. Isn't that what Twitch is? A lot of Twitch is people playing video games and getting paid to do it, right?
1: Also, uh, a lot of Twitch is also people playing Dungeons and & Dragons and recounting stuff.
3: Okay. Yep. Or people painting the Dungeons & Dragons figures. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm hold on oh, okay. a second. I'm sorry. The one I'm thinking of is TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's TikTok. Yeah, and okay.
3: recently there was, I think it was a Fortnite
2: um, competition where the um, 16 year old kid went home with a couple million dollars. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's gotten to this insane level as it is. Oh, video, so, game, video
0: games are the number one form of entertainment. They, they outstrip yeah. movies and, and TV by a significant margin. I think it's yeah. profits. Don't they?
2: Um, I, I don't know all the numbers so I couldn't say, but a lot of that kind of stuff was the inspiration for the initial game system taking up a notch. Then I, I chose a female protagonist And at that point, with all the gamer girl stuff and some stories from the geek girls I know of about um, what they've had to deal with, um, with toxic masculinity and stuff, that all just worked itself into the story because it's going to be there. So, and um, I had a few female um, friends read over it to help, you know, make sure I got it right. And so I, I feel that what I have down there reflects somewhat what they're seeing, what they're going
0: through, I hope. Okay. So, yeah. Sounds interesting. I was looking for the uh, entertainment profits to see because I thought I thought that um, video games were like extremely high.
2: Yeah, especially with all the buy-ins you can do now and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, when Pokemon Go came out, uh, my dad was asking, "Do people really buy that much stuff?" I'm like, "Well, I don't, but really? I know people all that right.
0: do." And the way it is pretty good about you the way what? that it encourages people to spend money too, right? Yeah, I I I um I have I've had a video
4: game collection for uh, quite like quite a while. I like buy like bargain games at uh, the store stuff, but ever since like I started on Steam like uh, several years ago, I've just got like this huge collection of video games now from all the bundles and stuff that you buy games like really cheap.
3: Sure enough, you buy the, you can trade games online too.
4: Yeah. So this yeah says... buying trading I've got uh let me see how many games do I have in my Steam library I have well,
3: have way too over many I writing. have
4: fifteen hundred and seven video games in my Steam library. Ow
0: that's impressive.
4: I mean like uh not as impressive when like I've been doing like five six years now and uh, most of the video games I buy are from bundles where they come to you somewhere around like thirty
0: cents each.
3: Like from Humble Bundle.
0: Pretty much yeah. Oh sure yeah it's, that's a good way to get a bunch of them.
3: It is. It does work quite well.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. So what I'm finding here, the film industry, uh, in two thousand seventeen reported um four forty three billion. and um, video game revenues for twenty four uh, were also reported at forty three billion in twenty eighteen or in twenty seventeen. So they're pretty close according to the information that I'm finding. But video games are huge.
3: hmm They are.
0: Um but but that, but for the video games, it was an increase of. Oh no, I, that was that says twenty eighteen. A jump of eighteen percent from twenty seventeen. So maybe they haven't outtaken movies and film yet, but it looks like they're poised to do so.
3: Well, they already have uh, video games. I, I mean, books on on people have played video games.
0: Oh yeah, video games are huge. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's it's just an industry that's just growing like crazy. And, and, you know, with the introduction of, uh, you know, all this online gaming and stuff like that, and as we we're going to see more and more, you know, people just their home computers become just a console and the games are running somewhere else. You know, we're so much that we're seeing, you know, online playing of, you know, all sorts of games. We'll see if they ever make the console console obsolete, but it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah,
3: it's getting there. They certainly seem to want to make the actual computer itself obsolete. And well, yeah, obsolete yeah. for the hard drive, and It'll just have a, everything on the internet, on the clouds, and such.
0: Become a thin client.
3: N- I don't know about you, but I don't trust them. <laughs>
0: um,
4: I I kind of feel the same way. I feel like um like a lot of stuff on the cloud. Like we're using the cloud to uh, uh, carry our show notes for amateur skeptics and stuff. But I find like a lot of like a lot of the time the cloud application just runs so much slower and glitchier than stuff that's running from your computer.
0: How much time have what? you, have you used, spent using Office 365? None Office 365? Right. Yes. So Office. Uh, I don't f- even know. Is that, is that the new uh, Microsoft Office? Pretty much. I mean, that's that's pretty much where they've gone. You know, with Azure and everything, they've moved everything to the cloud. Um, and they're going to stop. Um, I mean, they're, they're pushing it basically as a service. And, you know, you kind of log in and you do everything. They still have apps that install locally, but eventually that'll go away. And I and for stuff like that, it actually works pretty well, right? Our show notes I, I and everything work pretty well.
4: I just use like Open Office. I, I feel like, sure. uh, you know, like I can get mo- mostly free stuff to download to my computer to run, and it usually runs a lot smoother.
0: Yeah, Open, oh, and yeah, LibreOffice is um a fantastic product, and it does most of what um it what Microsoft Office does anymore. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, and, uh, and let's be uh, honest here. I mean, like, pretty much anything you want to do with Microsoft Office could have been done with Microsoft Office 97.
0: Yes. But with this push to the cloud, you know, it, Azure is making more money than Windows. Windows is finally no longer a, a large portion of Microsoft's portfolio, right? It's kind of been downgraded. And, you know, that they're moving away from the operating system and more to cloud stuff. So, I mean, cloud is not going anywhere. And we're seeing applications where it works very well and stuff like what you're talking about where it's mediocre. But I think the the push is going to be to put everything there. So we'll see. I, uh,
1: I have to differ with you on this, Brian. Okay. I think that the uh, the cloud is going somewhere. I have been watching it. It's just moving very slowly.
0: Uh, okay. That
1: is based on the uh, – that's based largely on the speed of the winds up there.
0: Yeah.
4: Mm. And, and it looks like a duck. Yeah,
0: I, I think we're gonna we're seeing more stuff running service as services, and we're and we're seeing you know as as Office moves because Office is it was a, is a huge seller for Microsoft, and as they move that to the cloud, and people are paying mon- a monthly you know service feed just to use that, that way they get the latest versions and so on. It, it I mean it's coming. It's 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 huge. So we'll see. I I think that I think we're gonna see more software going that way, um, being able to you know you just run it in the cloud. Um, you'll be able to rent software, just rent time on software that way, much like you're already doing the cloud. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it is the future for sure. So we went from mainframes to desktops back to mainframes.
4: (laughs) Well, I'm not going all cloud on everything.
0: Well, I mean, I I mean, I'm going to
4: continue, uh, downloading stuff to my PC.
0: Right. Well, my company is even, we're pushing processing of seismic data to the cloud. And which it really is not sufficient for at the time at this time, but they're hoping to be ahead of the curve huh. so it, it's coming
4: I, th- I think it's useful for some things, but uh, for a lot of things, I still like to have things on my personal computer.
0: I don't disagree with you i I, li- I, I still think that there's a lot of benefit to that.
3: The thing is, is that whether you like it or not it is coming. Yes however, <laughs> you do have the you do have the choice of putting things on your computer. For now within the next five to ten years I don't
4: see that being a- I don't know I, I don't think people are going to stop making uh, programs that you can download to your computer
0: <sighs> yeah I mean we're seeing Microsoft head that way though uh, with with mm-hmm. office uh, I mean I think You're the office I, I can on. see
4: that there, there are going to be like a lot more options for online cloud computing type
0: things yeah we'll see I, I don't know where it's going to go I know right now that's the push
3: I just find that when Microsoft starts doing something, they just force everyone else to do it.
0: Yeah, but he, I mean, but Microsoft this isn't Microsoft. Who, Microsoft is is behind the curve. I mean, Azure is is Azure and Google combined are smaller than AWS. Amazon is the one that really controls this market.
3: Oh well, that's a different one. You get Amazon in anything else. So they can go <laughs> right.
0: But Microsoft has been very strategic in the way that they're doing this. And by moving Office to the cloud, they they, they make they make Azure extremely attractive, um, and so they've really they've created a way for their cloud to be accessible despite anything else, right? Um, and now they own um, GitHub and some other things like that. And eventually, I, well, I'm sure the
3: ones who got GitHub
0: they have GitHub, and eventually, I'm sure GitHub will GitHub will run in Azure. Uh, there's a push for that right now. It doesn't, but um, I mean Microsoft Microsoft is. I mean, they're a trillion-dollar company now. They're the first trillion-dollar company. They work that they're willing to work with anybody, right? Um, they, they've really? totally changed the way that they do things. Um, they're, you know, when you think of evil companies, Amazon, Facebook, Google are all way ahead of Microsoft.
3: <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Yeah. So For I don't sure.
0: know. My my prediction is, cloud's going to be huge. It already is, but it's going. To, it's just going to yeah. grow.
3: I agree. That is just going to keep going.
0: And my other prediction is that it's going to drive dumbass nuts.
3: I'm never changing the cloud.
0: <laughs> I think I'm also winning that one as well. It's already driving him nuts.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Brian, you can't really claim it. It's a short drive. Doesn't use a is lot it? of gasoline. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you
4: know, right. I download videos to my computer. I almost never have a problem playing them, playing them over the internet. They're like glitching and uh,
0: buffering, even when like the buffer bar is like way ahead. So I would say that right now, even the best services for, for supplying video games and stuff like that hey. um, are mediocre. Um, but they are still pushing and building that, you know, that technology. And so they will find ways to deal with the latency.
1: I I find personally that I've got some movies stored digitally and I've got their DVDs or Blu-rays media wise. And I find that I prefer for I prefer watching the movies online because they are they play better and they don't have skips in them. Hmm. And these are brand new freaking discs.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have I have some movies downloaded, and then of course I, Netflix. Netflix is Netflix has by and large solved a lot of these issues. It's gotten mm. way better than it used to be. Um, I don't have it, issues with buffering and stuff like that with Netflix anymore.
4: I thought I got problems with that. Maybe it's just my internet connection. I don't know. But you know, like I often find that um, that my uh, like I, I get the spinny thing when it's going on, and I'm looking down at the thing, and the buffer bar is way ahead, and I'm like, well. What are you having to process?
0: I'm not sure. I would have to look at you know, that. That that might be a function of your equipment. Mm. But to be fair, I you know I'm running a, a, a corporate level of firewall. I'm sure about the throughput. You know, and my network equipment is is pretty good at home. Um, it it it's it's better than your average household, right?
1: <laughs> and speaking of dumbass equipment, yeah. what time is
0: it? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. Yes. Let's let's move on. Here we go. Back on.
2: The podcast. Yeah, sorry Back about that. I'm sorry. To, it was just such a good segue. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was, but so I guess it's time for um, uh, by Ian's book and uh, <laughs> Mad Cat. What Ian time is and it?
3: Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the dumbass media empire.
4: The amateur skeptics present. Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Let's have
1: sex with robots. Well, uh, so before we do yarr, that, yarr. Oh. Uh, before we do that, real quick, I've got something uh, just, just from real life from my day. I took a drive north up I 25, and uh, I have to say, it's incredibly progressive up there. They have a big orange sign that says "Emergency Pull Off Area." I didn't try it out because I was not—I <laughs> you know, was not feeling it at that moment. Didn't really have an emergency, but I just thought uh, that. Yeah, was- I've,
4: I've seen this picture of a uh, of a sign at a uh, at a subway uh, train station. Uh, I think it was a subway, either subway or train, but it, it there's a sign that says, uh, "If you stand too close to the edge, you might get sucked off." <laughs> Oh god!
3: <laughs> oh, that was oh, uh, Hoover jokes. Okay. They're so good. Yeah. All right, can we so, get back? To apparently, sex we are with robots? already having
2: sex with robots.
4: I mean, I read this article, and I don't see anywhere in the article that it makes the argument that we're already having sex with arg- with yeah. robots.
2: No, this is definitely one of those. Um, <clears throat> let, let's put a pretty outrageous title on the article. Um and
0: like get bait, his
2: yes. attention. Uh yeah. him, Cl- him- obvious clickbait. That's yeah. why I was looking. And the you clicked
0: actually- it. what? You and you clicked it. I expect this out of dumbass, but out of you, come on.
4: <laughs> actually my girlfriend's the one that sent it I'm to me. I'm very disappointed in you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but however, it is an interesting article. Now it starts off talking about you know, or perceived ideas of having sex with robots. But it goes into yeah, those are kind of expensive and heavy and big and a bit much for most people. And ends up talking about um, the popularity of sex apps that you can get on your phone and have it talk sexually to. And yeah. virtual, it, it, it talks about a whole um, virtual, um, what, what was her name? Lil, Lil McCualia, McCrella, Um, who's basically doesn't exist, but sees an Instagram influencer, model, and a pop store. <laughs> who I did find on Twitter. I'm now following her out of curiosity, but she's virtual and she, you know, know, has a sexualness about her. And, but it talks about how we don't need the actual physical robots to have AI who are sexually active with us, who can get us aroused who can do all this stuff already.
1: Well, I'm sure people have gotten into conversations that went somewhere with bots rather than other people.
2: Yeah. That, that's, some, some stuff kind of in here is flirting with the AIs and, you know, having a kind of build up to, uh, you know, getting yourself off through, you know, no, nothing real and technically a robot, but you don't need the full physical robot there to have the intimacy, to have the um, enjoyment of getting aroused by it.
4: Yeah, I, I'm a little uh, skeptical about that. I mean, um, I, I haven't tried uh, having sex with any uh, sex chat box. Uh, I have I, I have had uh, sexual encounters online over chat and stuff, and I mean, like uh, there there are there are some women who are better than others, some who uh, aren't uh, aren't uh, that uh, greater experienced at it. I have trouble imagining that uh, a, uh, a chat bot would be that good at uh, being able to arouse me. I yeah, they well,
2: it's find it and experiment and see. <laughs> That's what I'd have Hello. to say, I, you know everyone has different things that get them off, and I don't know how much I'd get off on that. I'm not the best with the whole you know sexual talk as being what arouses me, uh, but there are people that are and you know if if you can have an AI that can give you the fantasy you want you know and, and it gets you off, you know it's it's already yeah. the technology's there it's not not hard to have it happen.
4: I mean, uh, no moral judgment for me on that account. If you can get off with a robot, good for you, you know? But yeah. I, I oh,
0: mean, yeah, that's the thing. I, I kind of think I had the same issue with the sex doll as I do with, with what we're talking about here. Because the doll, I mean, it, it there is a lack of interaction with the doll, right? I, I mean, I understand mm. that some, some people, I mean, <coughs> I, I think that they can do, I mean, is it? Does anybody really find this to be a full substitute? Yeah, I would question that. I mean,
2: um, well, that's yeah. Well, that's it, one of the things it's, is, yeah, I don't think it should be a full substitute. Well, but you know, I mean, a it's, purpose, it a purpose, right? How is that much different from watching porn on your computer and masturbating? There's no intimacy um, there either.
0: Yeah, but in a way, you're you're. It's almost voyeurism, and that you're watching intimacy between other people that you might not be able to recreate with a doll.
3: What exactly do we um, say is a robot? Doctor? Well, that's what a, exactly yeah. Makes I don't a know. Robot? Here's a, I,
4: I just... well, I mean, like uh, the, the, there are tests for that.
3: Okay. So but like
4: a, like a, you know like they show an image on the screen, prove that you're not a robot. i okay. I've I, 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 you know that's it is it. if you can't pass that, you're uh, you're a robot.
3: Okay, uh, like those little toy dogs that walk around and go bark bark bark. Is that a robot?
4: I've never seen oh, one pass a
0: test, no, they're, test they're, so yes. <laughs>
4: they're,
1: they're called chihuahuas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the kind of, the question I still have about the robot doll is what, what, what niche is it satisfying? And I know that there are people who are, who are buying them, right? So obviously it is, but I don't...
4: Yeah, it does say in the article that they're not really uh, all that popular. Like uh, yeah. It's only like a minority of people who would ever yeah. buy one of these things.
0: Yeah, and 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 you gotta find that minority that that also has money too, right? Because these things are not cheap. Where Yeah, no, as, I spent
4: thousands of dollars for a doll, a lot more than I'd like, wanna spend on that kind of experience. Right.
0: But the sex AI though, now now we're talking because the sex AI could potentially if you can if you could be fooled into thinking you're having sex with a person, and I don't necessarily mean like, no, like just- somebody trying to fool you, I mean and when you're in immersing the experience, if you can get past that, that there's that there might be something there, right? If you if if you can interact with this thing and it feels like another human being, even though it's a robot, um, it it might not matter. It it because I I do think that the the mind is still the biggest sex organ. Whether whether that, well,
2: and that that's part of why I think it works. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Brian, it's, Brian, well, look what's telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: <I was> <laughs> but no, oh, go ahead. We're well, we not hearing you mad before
3: before that. that lots of people have those little, you know, those little unicorns or whatever that they use for getting off. So people have been having sex with some kind of robot for a long time anyway. Yeah, inanimate
2: uh, dildos,
3: yeah. vibrators,
2: stuff like that have been around Users for like forever.
3: Upgraded. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I think a lot of it is the fantasy of it all. You you, you yeah. don't masturbate that just, is. you know, when you masturbate, you don't masturbate to a fantasy. This AI can give you even more of a level of fantasy. You, you, I, I don't believe most people are going to fall for it and think, oh my God, this is the love of my life, but they're going to get into the moment of the fantasy. They're going to have a, a this bot floating back with them in a way that feels interactive, feels much more yeah. real and it can add so much more to the fantasy.
0: So I can definitely see the appeal of it. Right. And once again, we're talking about cloud technologies. Yeah.
1: Well, and even, even a well-written uh, dating sim or, a uh, well written. I I got sucked into this uh, this stupid stupid game one night where I was the reward was you needed to basically uh, save these female warriors and then they would become loyal to you and they would fight for you <laughs> and the illustrations were great and I get sucked into it and I'm I'm thinking well I've got to save her and I've got to save her and I'm sitting here going. And what the hell did I just get into? <laughs> I
0: can I can really see the appeal of this uh, of these kinds of apps over the doll, and, and and it's more marketable. It's 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 you know it's something it's going to be cheaper, right? It's not something and it's not something you need all the time. Um, I I I really think that there could be something here. The the doll just seems like so niche to me, but uh, like an adaptive sex bot. I mean that that. That could well, potentially you know, be Brian, really cool,
1: Brian. Whatever, whatever scratches your niche.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 think that there's something here. All right, I'm trying to
4: uh, chat up an adult sex box bot is that, that, is that I found on the Play Store right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. While while you're doing that, um, I, I, I added in here a couple of things because, uh, because so, I thought, well, we're talking about, um, you know. I, I put some things in here about 15, 15 people who married inanimate objects, and then of course, uh, people can uh, can people legally uh, marry an inanimate, um, inanimate object? And of course, the answer is no, right? But that but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that there are some people that they get a hell of a lot of intimacy from objects. I mean, people no. marrying their phones. Um, well,
2: actually, and, one of them was a woman marrying a tree, not because she was in love with the tree,
0: but. Because he was trying to save the tree. Sure, and there's that we've seen so, stuff like that too, the yeah. ecosexuals and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but some people, like the guy in his in his train, um, I mean, it's it's it, when they talk about it to me, it's it's a different. The intimacy seems different, but they're still getting something out of that relationship from that from this inanimate object. And I think this is the same yeah. way with the, with the sex doll, right? There are certain people who can identify I with think it. There are,
1: I think there are some people that for whom the sex doll is actually a lot safer.
0: Sure. And and that, that's one thing that when we hear people talking about them, that, that, you know, they do feel that way. Um, I, <laughs> I, it was uh Sled ever. He, there was a, um, she had a guy on there who was just basically like, you know, other humans are awful. So I need this sex bot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was, now, he was a weird guy.
1: So, um this is not I'm going to preface this by saying it's not a it's not a sex thing but you know I've got my I've got my collection of transformers and whatnot and I have had the thought in the past that my transformers have never done anything they've never left me and they've never done anything
2: to hurt me.
0: I think that some of these people are are that's how they feel about some of these objects the guy the, the phone one is there's a little bit more going on there um perhaps yeah, and
2: you have the guy who married a picture of himself and he actually said it was more of him trying to deconstruct his own life and figure yeah. things out so you know not every one of these cases is about intimacy or anything like that there's, now, there's a lot more going the guy, on
4: all right so, the, so the this guy, sex uh, spot i'm trying to chat with oh, okay. with isn't uh, isn't very arousing at all i i open up i say hey are you horny he says hi boy good to see you here i say you're pretty hot i want to lick your breast he says you seem pretty nice do you like parties <laughs> no, I okay, wow. so I said, yeah the, and the sex. thing of it is it's yeah, trying to draw says, you into
1: a situation where you're going gonna to spend money
4: probably yeah yeah says, i am very horny right now do you want to meet i said yeah want me to lick your pussy he <laughs> says meet me in two hours but remember it is only a set only a sex nothing more it is only a sex <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay oh yeah that's, i
4: said okay. And I said, "What will you do to me?" And she says, "If you want to see my nude pictures, install app from the advertising." <laughs> later. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. Now, Ian, the guy who married the picture of himself. huh I need to ask, is the picture continuing to age?
2: <laughs> not, not, uh, not, Gray? not not Dorian Gray. Not no, not Dorian Gray. Okay. Yeah, so
0: here's one of um she, uh, she'll never say no, man marries sex doll. I mean,
2: yeah. That suggests the guy has some issues. Boundary
0: issues. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if you're marrying somebody because they won't say no, I mean that, that's, uh, I mean, there's other stuff going on in that case. Yeah. Um, no stone left unturned. Woman marries pet rock. Yeah, a few of them are really would really don't really give much details. They talk a lot about a person who married his pillow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, okay, so the the guy who the guy who married the steam engine train. Yeah. Um, you know, that's actually, that, that's kind of a friendly looking train. I, the, uh, the way well, the I lights don't, are.
2: Don't know if the pictures themselves are actually of the real train. Okay. But well, you're... yeah,
1: cause oh. that wouldn't <laughs> be, a that's not a steam train, but you know, the picture that they put there, that's a, that's a friendly <laughs> train. I, the, the, eye the, uh, the lights, the way they're positioned look like, uh, interested eyes and, and the way the the bumper is down there it, it looks like it's it's you know it looks like it's uh showing it, it almost like it's, a, it's saying ooh yeah,
0: i mean it's it's interesting um a lot of Wait, these there's some fiction going on with some of these too uh, i've got another I've, the other article is uh, can people legally marry inanimate objects and it says myth um yeah well and, and there's and there's some there's some hyperbole yeah, an
2: inanimate object cannot be considered a consenting adult,
4: so <laughs> it can't sign a contract.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. But to be fair, I don't know.
4: Uh,
1: you know, hey, uh, on Archer Krueger had a virtual girlfriend that, that uh, ended up sacrificing herself for him, if I recall.
2: Yes, because Archer is a you know true to life show. <laughs>
1: well, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, but let's stick with the topic of dolls. But this one can haunt okay. you. Uh,
2: well th- this one I put in there not to dog on the writers she's actually seen um intelligent if she reads some of her, her other articles but I put it in there to make a point about this kind of thinking now she st- uh, okay the article is I visited a notoriously haunted doll and bad luck followed me everywhere she starts the article right off the bat saying i'm a relatively relatively superstitious person yes. starts it right off and explains you know her beliefs. Which I, I I applaud her for. I'm glad she starts off telling us Then she goes into the experience she had. She goes to this one, um, she goes on this one ghost tour and meets Robert the doll, who's apparently a famously haunted doll that brings bad luck to people that upset him. And they, they give, give the whole story. You actually have to ask the doll permission before taking pictures. You want know, to be very polite to the doll, all this other stuff. She does give a history of the doll and the, the original owner. And, the, you know, obviously with anything like that, a lot of creepy stuff to it. Um and you know, she said they took pictures with the acid on a red plate, but she believes she um out what she thought was out of hearing made some remark that upset the doll. I forget what the remark is right now. It's in the article. Something about um, a
0: man and a doll.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, so something like that. Um so you know, since so, she made a, a slight remark while in the place that he thinks the doll must have overheard because um they missed their flight there's all sorts of problems with their flight and stuff and finally get home and the luggage didn't show up in the day behind them. And the luggage didn't show up until after they wrote an apology note to the doll to officially apologize to it. So, you know, once while, I'm not trying to make fun of the woman in and of herself, because I've read some of her other articles on this and she does seem fairly intelligent and everything. But like I said, she starts out saying she believes in the superstition. Okay. she it's not that She's
0: not unintelligent. It's that she, that right. she has a lot of magical thinking.
2: Yeah. yeah, so rather right, right Betsy she says she's superstitious, and then goes through explaining what happened to her and that she believes it was all bad luck, same kind of stuff that like, happens to everyone. In fact, you know, it's like, well, w- weren't other people that had the same problems with the flight? You know, because what was the actual problem? Because it wasn't just her; it was the whole flight. Right. So, it, I it's mean, not- uh,
4: when I um uh, when I like uh, went to Disney World uh, years ago, I know like both uh, the trip two and the trip trip uh, from disney world uh my luggage uh got misplaced somehow and they had to uh, i had to wait like a while for them to find it and get it to. so
2: what haunted doll did you piss off
4: but it was that haunted stitch doll that they had on <laughs> ebay a while back
2: but it says mm-hmm. uh, the flight was delayed um which means everyone else was suffering the same problem. So it's like, well, how do you know it was your bad luck, not everyone else's kind of thing? But of course, she, su- she says once more, she's superstitious. She makes that quite clear, right? But so she's, she puts- I
0: bet you that she's already a person who believes in ghosts. She believes yep. in spirits. That's what she, she be- says at the beginning, of it. right?
2: So, so she already is
0: predisposed to believe that,
2: right? And that's where this comes from. That, that's what the main reason I put this in here is: the predisposal is the problem. It's not anything out. It's not intelligence. It's not anything like that. It's if you want to believe. You're going to say, "Okay, I'm having problems now. I was told that if I messed up around this doll, I was going to have bad luck. It must be the doll that did it." But now, really, she seems to have a good humor about it. Yeah, but it's
0: mystery. I like the idea
4: that uh, you 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 might become a ghost and you'll haunt some object and then like just play pranks on living people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but you would do that.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay, fair point. I would do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, no, that's when I read the show. That's what came to me. It's like, okay, this emphasizes where the issues are with some of this. And I think you could actually probably have a great conversation with this woman, a really rational, makes sense. But then a certain subject will hit and you'll be like, okay, you know, she definitely believes in some weird stuff. And, you know, I think this is just a prime example of where some of this comes from.
0: Sure. There are plenty of rational, you know, people who still believe in astrology.
4: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, I, I get it. I, I sometimes uh, have things happen in my life that seem really coincidental and gets my mind wondering if something uh, uh, weird is going on behind the scenes or something like that. It's a—it's uh, uh, the kind of place that your mind can go. It's easy to do. Yeah. Sure.
2: But, so like I said this to me was just the, the pinnacle of let's look at a case study kind of thing. Right. But, I okay. the main thi-
0: but this one's... It, this was basically harmless, right? But yeah. this kind of oh, magical yeah. thinking and mystery-mongering leads to people doing alternative medicine and stuff that is extremely harmful.
2: Yeah, it, it can go to that. I don't get the impression, like I said, I've read some other stuff, and I don't get the impression he's extreme with this. Okay. So, you know, which is all the more reason why it was such a great example.
0: Well, and, but is know, it- He
2: is on the mild side of, okay, I, I can handle talking to you, you're not going to I – I don't think she'd be the kind that would be trying to force you. Oh, you better do this for good luck or you're going to be damned in hell. What the hell are you thinking? You know?
0: Okay, but there is another element here that there there is – a there is. it can sometimes be fun to share in a shared experience, right, that other people are having. And since so many other right. people have claimed to have been possessed by this doll, now she's one of them. Ha ha, yeah, me too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so th- there is there's kind of a uh, there's something appealing about that right being part of the club in other words uh-huh. yeah and and so making it, so it, it's like it almost the whole situation almost sets you up to just make those connections with anything that bad happens after you've been there for a certain amount of time and we see this all the time and and it oh, isn't yeah. a matter of intelligence you're right
4: actually you know intelligence is probably. Uh, uh- uh, able,s you to do it more, cause like you, you've got more intelligence, more creativity. Your mind can make more
0: links between things going on. Sure, yeah, that and that, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, it is interesting. You're right.
2: Yeah, like for, to me, it was more of a case study kind thing. Look at her, see the characters, see, and she explains things really well. I thought that was another thing.
0: She pro- I bet yeah. you, I bet you, there's a there's a rational piece of her that realizes that. And in fact, it, it comes through in the article that okay, is it true? I don't know, but do do we was there any harm in us writing this letter and stuff? Probably not. She, I mean, she she does kind of make it. There is a level of um, <coughs> disconnection from it in her yeah. writing too, right? What's
1: the uh, What's the thing where I, I can't remember the name offhand? What's the thing where um, you uh, you're advised to behave as if you believe in God because you don't know if there is one?
0: Oh, that's um. Uh yeah. Um, um wager. Pascal's,
2: Pascal's wager. Okay. Pascal's wager. Pascal's. Yeah.
0: Pascal's wager. Yeah.
1: So maybe there's some some of Pascal's wager to this too. Sure. You yeah. You know, it exactly. didn't, how much it it cost her a text or two texts to write Robert the doll.
0: Yeah. That that's that. It is didn't a,
1: really cost. Didn't really cost her anything, and it it made her feel better.
0: Yep. That that is very true. There there is an element of fire insurance here. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah.
0: Although, for uh, Pascal's
4: wager, you know, you uh, like Pascal thinks like, like you, you right. actually have to believe rather than just like pretend to believe, which, you know, how can you force yourself to do that?
2: No, Pascal actually says, straight out, just pretend you believe in order to please really? God. Yeah, he yep. does. Yeah.
0: That's,
4: yeah, that's yeah. what the wager says. Yeah, because, you know, whenever whenever I've read about the wager, they, uh, it's, it's been explained as, well, uh, you know, you might as well believe in God, uh, uh, just, uh, uh, on the off chance that uh, he's real.
2: No, the I, way I've always taken it is f- fake a belief in God in order to play it safe.
4: Yeah, because God not-
1: can't tell if you're faking.
0: Well, that's the whole thing about Pascal's wager. That's why it is literally fire insurance. Um, and yeah. I and I my interpretation I, I of it don't is know the if it's fire as insurance, insurance
1: as much as it is rapture insurance.
0: Well, okay, but my my interpretation of it was pretty much the same as Ian's. Um, but yeah, I guess I have to go reread it.
1: Fire insurance actually does something.
0: Well, okay, sure
1: whereas rapture insurance i mean you know if they don't if they don't ever collect on it or if they don't ever get raptured then you don't know if it's working and if they do get raptured they still don't know if it works
0: right but it's specifically for your pets yeah that's the only person who can get rapture insurance
4: now, now what if uh, everybody uh, who is a part of the uh, company insuring your pets gets raptured
0: well i guess you wouldn't know but they're all atheists, so
4: <laughs> Oh, okay.
0: It seems unlikely. Just
2: make sure invest in atheists.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> ah, that makes sense now.
0: Yeah. It's a real thing. We covered it once upon a time, but I don't remember if you were yeah. if you were part of the podcast or not. You know, it, it, I have
4: a vague memory of that. I'm okay. not sure. Uh, 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 either I might have been part of it or I might have been listening to you guys about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't been,
0: remember.
2: We've yeah. been doing this for a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ask, isn't this January, like, 10 years of doing this podcast?
4: It is.
0: Yeah, it's quite a while. I've been. So- I mean, how
4: long have I been a part of this podcast? Like, six, seven years?
0: Something like that? Uh, yeah, been it, it's I've been, been now, a long time. <laughs> uh, it has been a while. All right, let's Ooh. move on. The, of course, this is a uh, this is a Florida one. Man in Florida arrested after in home castration goes wrong. Okay, this really is a WTF. What is going on? here? Yeah.
2: Okay. So basically, these guys even met through um um Facebook. Was it Facebook? Yeah, they never met face to face. A website that has a they met through a website for those who have a fetus for castration fetish. Fetish. Sorry, fetish. And they got together. And the one guy Bentley gave the other guy, but Bentley as a sexual thing, he, he castrated the other guy. Uh, go figure! It didn't go right, <clears throat> and he had to call the um nine one one. Wow! I'm like, wow! How could
0: you think this would even come close to going right? Here's the thing, though. So, the prob- I mean, they're they're charging him, right? But it was consensual.
2: Yeah, well the charge no. is um um the uh performing oh, surgery okay. without a license or something like that. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, All and right.
1: even if the even if they even if it's consensual, good luck getting the person who the castration was performed upon to say yeah it was consensual after it's botched.
2: Yeah, practicing medicine without yeah. a license, resulting in bodily injury. Is officially what the guy's being charged with.
4: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> It seems kind of strange to me that uh, you get turned on by something that would stop you from <laughs> uh, achieving sexual pleasure. That, this article
2: is filled with so many what the fuck <laughs> moments.
3: Actually being castrated, the. Oh, wait. Cast.
0: Uh, it would affect your testosterone levels.
3: True, true.
0: Oh, this is
2: interesting. <laughs> uh, apparently, he, con- he confessed that he performed a similar operation with
0: a similar disastrous fate several oh. years ago. Oh, my God. And he did it again <laughs> anyway? Wow. I, I'd love
1: to hear. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation.
2: Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I, 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 this article. I did this, I, I did okay, this I, a few I, years I, ago. I, I, think I th-
4: this time. Just. Wow.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, there. Are, yeah, this article is nothing but what the fuck moment after what the fuck moment. It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, to, to reading this up, I mean, he, his bleeding, he was bleeding uncontrollably from his from his genitals. Yeah. I mean, holy mackerel. Well, I mean, I guess the guy got his castration. <laughs> God. Well, um, all right. At least it
3: wasn't the whole shebang.
0: That is crazy. Uh, I mean, I've seen. I've seen this fetish online quite a bit, but and usually it really is just a fantasy type of thing. This is, you know, one of the few times, I guess maybe the yeah. only time that I've seen it actually like come to fruition.
2: <laughs> God.
0: Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go okay. Florida. So <laughs> All right. onwards. Onwards. Hey, but it's time. Let, let, uh, this is from life sciences. Um, giant extinct species of one meter tall parrot discovered in New Zealand. This is pretty fascinating. Uh, Mad Cat.
3: Yeah, we have in the past, we've had some extremely big animals that people would not have expected to be so large um, or difference in, um, you know, like now it might be herbivore and back then it might have been carnivore type of thing, etc., etc. So I found a couple of species of animals which at one point of time well, not the specific animal we have now, but there was a species back in time that there there was a giant parrot in New Zealand. Where else? Uh, <clears throat> it was the largest parrot and the first species of extinct giant parrot to be discovered anywhere ever. The only uh, one. This is...
0: Not just the first, it's the only one to ever be discovered.
3: One meter tall. How yeah. big is one meter again? Three feet, oh, three, three point three,
0: three 3 foot 3 inches. So yeah, the so, same as an oh, emperor penguin,
4: right? Mm-hmm. I know within the realm of uh human history there have been like <laughs> giant terror birds that ha- that that could predate on humans. Right. Sure. Pterosaurs, right. those yeah. are
3: mostly things like the moa, uh the moa and ostriches which are you know, the animals we have now are big enough but the other ones that in the past they're kind of the same as those specific animals. Um but they're carnivores,
1: which yeah. is now. Sure. And, but, and co- considering that the Kias are somewhat carnivorous already,
3: mm-hmm.
1: a parrot this size was most likely um, omnivorous, but tending toward con- carnivorous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, even the green cheeks are, are omnivores and opportunity eaters, so. Yeah, and
3: these ones were primitive fright- flightless group of parrots. Right, um, so similar to the cockatoo. Very different from... Macaws and cockatoos, but close to a kakapo.
1: Yeah. Now, are they sure these guys were flightless?
3: That's what they say. Okay. It would have fed upon the forest ground, although unlike the kakapo, there is possibly its huge beak gave it an advantage of eating pretty much anything it came across.
4: Yeah. Now, would they have lured human humans in by
0: uh, mimicking sex talk?
3: (laughs) <laughs> that is a possibility. <laughs>
0: Do you know what the what the current largest parrot is? It is the cockapo. It is not the cockatoo. Well, it depends oh, on really? how you, it's okay. So, let, let let there's there's two ways to measure this, much like with the with with snake with the largest snake. The Hyacinth okay. Macaw is, is 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 um um is 1 meter. It it, it from from, you know, head to to t- t- tip of the tail. But mm-hmm. It only it, it only weighs like four or five pounds. This so we're, we're talking of, so when we're talking about this particular bird, we're talking about a bird that weighed up to fifteen pounds. Um, and the kakapo, uh, I forget what the weight is in here is is also a larger bird by weight. So if yeah, you, so there's a difference between the the actual size and actual mass. So as far also
1: as, the hyacinth oh. parrot, I are they measuring snout to vent or are they measuring with the tail?
0: With the tail, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that is, you know yeah. that
1: that tail comes off.
0: It can come off. That's true.
1: Yes, it can. <laughs> that happened to Tango. But, he became a much smaller bird in the blink of an eye.
0: So they're saying that the the mass of this can be anywhere between two point six and three point seven pounds. So a much lighter bird, and of course not flightless, where the kakapo and this large parrot would have been flightless. So by mass, they would be bigger. But the hyacinth would be just as big when you're measuring the actual, you know, tipped tail. No. Yeah. But
3: they, it's large birds, basically. Yeah. You know how you, uh,
1: you know how you deal with, uh, with tail feathers coming off a bird?
3: Um, well, I
0: know how you dealt with tail feathers. You got them stuck in the door.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I mean, you, you you know how you deal with that when the, when the tail feathers come off? You have to go take them to a bird retail store.
0: Oh. Have have you ever have you ever been in the same room as a hyacinth macaw, Mac?
1: Yes, I have been in the same room God. as the hyacinth macaw. They are and, giant. Uh, Tango is not a fan of them because they make a loud and sudden cry that frightened him.
0: Sure, they're they're not quiet birds. They are they are massive. I had one of these. Um, they're he was. They're uh, actually
1: good natured. Oh yeah, they're supposed to be the gentle giants, but yeah. they're yeah, they're yeah. they're best they're very large
0: they're extremely intimidating bird. having one of these things on your shoulder is just incredible wow yeah they're they're massive and uh, i i haven't watched it yet but when in doing when i was you know, doing looking this up I, I there is a a video where this like little girls like hugging it hugging this bird yeah. <laughs> i mean I, I,
1: aren't they uh aren't they isn't the scientific name of them ara scolior, scoliosis <laughs> due to uh, their effect on sitting on your shoulder
0: <laughs> they could be they're they're massive birds yeah um and, and it's amazing that you know the largest macaws the the hyacinth and the green wing are both considered extremely gentle and um you know really good birds uh, yep but as with any bird i mean if it if it decided that you know that it was done with you it it could do a lot of damage oh yeah they've
1: got a very uh in fact the hyacinth macaw In addition to being the largest macaw, it also has a proportionately larger beak for its face. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you do not want to have any part of your anatomy that you wish to keep, you know, barring testicles or whatever. Um, (laughs) You don't want to have that in their beak.
0: It eats macadamia nuts, and you don't have to shell them first. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a reason to avoid it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a reason to avoid it because... It'll cost you a couple hundred dollars a, a, a you know month to feed the damn thing. Yep. <laughs> Macadamias are not a cheap diet.
1: No, they are not. No, they're not.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and if they've gone bad, you don't want to give them bad macadamia nuts either because that's not good.
0: No, that would be bad.
1: <clears throat> they are expensive nuts, but they are fun to say.
3: <laughs> macadamia. It just makes uh, you so, think of little you know, those little hand maraca things and just get
1: your own. I like to put it to the tune of Amadeus. That's Macadamius,
3: macadamius,
1: like that. macadamius, 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 Macadamius.
0: What is it? Um, is
3: it now,
1: um, regarding the kakapo, they actually had a pretty good year, pretty good year breeding. Um, nearly <clears throat> increased their numbers in terms of baby birds by a third, although some of those babies had respiratory problems. And... Right. I, I saw something where they took a kakapo off site to do a life-saving brain surgery, mm-hmm. and I guess he, I guess he's recovering and you know back in the uh, back in the gene pool. So, hmm. but you know Maybe we're, we're talking about a... we're talking about a bird that's numbers are less than two hundred right now.
3: Oh, the kakapo. So has the um, yeah. has the rate of damage to vehicles gone up by a third too?
1: Oh uh, no! Kakapos are actually Kakepos are actually all sequestered on two or three islands off New Zealand. Thinking of
0: a the, th- you're thinking of the Kia parrot.
1: You're thinking of the Kia's, yeah, yeah, the Kias.
0: The kiwis. The kiwis yeah, are not. the mechanics. They're the ones that will take your car apart. Yep. They don't. They don't put them back together though. They just take them apart. They're strictly, uh, you know, they're simply uh, decommissioning of, of your vehicle.
1: So they're not mechanics so much as they are uh, car strippers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and and if you leave your you wallet know, once on the they dash, figure out, once they figure out the finances hey. of selling car parts, oh yeah,
0: they'll be good. Yeah, yeah.
3: So now they need strippers to dress themselves up as a car and have one of those birds with them tearing it apart, and that went nowhere.
0: Yeah, I did. It's uh, a fetish thing for you. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it
3: was um, just a thought for you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, but.
1: Uh, you know, the Kias have actually figured out, they've figured out commerce on a certain level. So mm-hmm. they've figured out that if they take something of yours and you have something they want, they can give that thing back to you in exchange for what they want, which is usually coffee or food.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah. But they, they they've, um, one guy said that he, they, they, they took his wallet off his dash. So he put the, I think yes. he was in the convertible and the, in the, and it swooped down and took his wallet. Did he know that the 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 did it know it was a wallet? No, but it knew it belonged to the guy, right? So, yeah. That's that, that was good enough. Well,
1: and, and and the the ending of that story was that he called the uh, he called the police. And <laughs> the guys came out and they said, "Now, what happened?" And he told them he says, "Okay, I'm I don't want to offend you, but I'm just going to sit over here and laugh for a couple of minutes."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm gonna go over to the bird and offer him some something to eat. <laughs> All right, hey,
0: but let's move on, uh, because I because uh the next article I think there's a good one here, um, feeding cows this weird pink stuff could uh actually help fight climate change. So tell me why I don't have to switch the Impossible Burger, Ian? Oh well, wow, we well, crap. I moved yeah, down so... two. I moved down two, but we can go back to huh? giant rats and stuff like that. But I I still I, I want to know why I don't have to huh? eat these Impossible Burgers now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Uh, so apparently in um Australia, they've been experimenting with this um pinkish colored seaweed that they can go down there. And what they found is if you put I think only like t- 2% or something very little yeah, into the mix it into the feed of the cows. It actually yeah, less than 2% of the dry matter the cows eat. It will basically um reduce the um CO two next to nothing that comes out of it. That they burp. Yeah, hmm. that, well, that they fart out. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, is it the CO two or, or is it the methane? They don't fart it. They yeah, burp
0: it. Yeah, the methane is from Beltran. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's it's methane. <laughs> oh, it's like the, yeah, it gets confused <clears> at <throat> one point where they start talking about both CO two and methane and the comparisons of the two.
0: they They're mouth farts. But, yeah, I mean,
2: it's, it's methane. Yeah. Okay. You're right.
0: Sorry. From their mouth farts. Yeah.
2: So basically, um. You know the, the idea here is, you know, we, we know that one of the big greenhouse gas thing is with the amount of livestock we have to meet our um, dietary desires. You know, we, we know that's a huge deal with all that. And I've, I've
4: heard that it's a uh, that that uh, it's kind of overblown though. That uh, uh, the methane from cows, like, uh, is uh, you know, I, 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 it's like a, a small trunk, but like. Not really all that significant compared to the other sources of greenhouse gases being emitted.
0: I'm gonna say I don't know, and we should dig into it a little more.
2: Uh, it says oh, it even says no. The reality is that livestock are responsible for about 14.5 percent of greenhouse gases. Oh, okay, well, that's what they're saying. And within that, 65 percent is from the cattle. Sixty-five of that 14.5 is being produced by cattle
0: so but you can eliminate so, this stuff you, but you're eliminating methane from their belching but what about from their manure so because that that piles up and it releases methane as well right because they capture some of that is it will it reduce that as well did it lose everybody hello hmm
2: it's not like it's brand new um oh i'm five sorry hey,
0: this crashed on me sorry guys um yeah <clears throat> I, I i lost you when i we were talking about whether i was asking if the manure could also be helped from this.
2: Well, it, it's saying it, it says straight out when added to the cow feed it completely knocks out methane production
0: so even from the manure afterwards that's
2: yeah it sounds like from both sides so okay well it, it's not going to be the, the drastic change but seriously if you think about knocking down um you know even about I, I would think looking at the numbers it sounds like it would probably do about five percent of the greenhouse gases that are being produced I would think from you know I'm not I'm not because that's 14.5 from all of it, 65 from the cows themselves. While they're producing other gases there, there's still two-thirds of that. If methane is about half of the gases they're producing, that's a five, That's about 5% of greenhouse gases being decreased.
0: Mm, interesting. Okay.
2: You know, so, that, um, and uh-huh. like I said, it's a five-year study. So it's not like this is some brand-new thing that, that they don't know much about. They, they've been looking at it and – um. They have actual research to back it up. So, you know, if if this keeps going that way, it's one of those things you love to hear about because it's a very natural thing. It's not it's not impossible. The the main thing is, it sounds like they're trying to figure out how to produce it in enough quantities to get to work on the global scale.
1: Hmm. Okay, I think think that grown meat is the future.
4: (laughs) It It still might be. Okay. I mean, that'll help with uh, greenhouse gases and uh, I guess also uh, rainforest deforestation. Yeah.
2: But the cost of is where that problem comes in. Sure. The cost for the vat grown meat is huge. This, if, if they can figure out how to actually grow it, um, doesn't sound like it has a high cost to it.
0: So, All right. Can periods really sync up? Yes. Now, dumbass yeah. put this in here. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that it's like this, though. You know, if you when you're sitting at a light and you can see your blinker and you see the guys in front of you, and it and inevitably one of them is faster than the other, and they'll and they'll be out of sync, and then they'll sync up for one or two times, and then they'll go back out of sync again. I'll bet it's something like that. So I will bet they'll sync up. Maybe I, I bet you. I bet you it's on a it's on a curve, right? Depending, you know, one is faster than the other, and so they might sync up for a while, and then they'll get out of sync, and then they'll come back in.
4: Well, that, that certainly might be a possibility for what's going on here. That, that's part of my thought, too. Actually, yeah, I've had, um, uh, I, I, I've been, I remember being told this by uh, a teacher, probably in health class uh, back in school, um, and uh, like, um, it pretty much stated like, it's a fact that women's periods can sync up. And this is all based on a uh, study done in the 1970s by a researcher ma- named Martha McClintock. Okay. Um, who, uh, who who examined uh, the the periods of uh, women living living together in dorms, and she found that <laughs> after seven months of living together, uh, women's periods had uh, they started off at a period uh, an average uh, rate of six point five days <clears throat> apart, and after the seven months, she uh, measured uh, that uh, they were an average of four point six days apart. So. Um, she kind of oh, the, the periods are getting closer together. Um, and, uh, so like they did, she, she didn't find, uh, I guess that, uh, they actually really synced up to like, oh, they started on the same day or whatever, uh, just that she found that they were getting closer together. Um, but the problem is that, uh, there, have been several studies done, uh, after her initial studies that have, uh, failed to reproduce it. So because it's it pretty a myth. much looks like
0: this has been a myth. <laughs> yeah though. No. I think it. I think I it's actually. It I. Depends. What would the mechanism be?
2: Well, Brian, you live with well, four. The, women. the
4: mechanism, from what I've heard, is that apparently you know, like you're going, you're going through your period, and you're
0: releasing hormones, and that'll affect the other women living with you, right? Well, I think that that's a while a stretch to make that assumption. But,
2: but Brian, you live with yeah, four women. I do. Do you have any clue of um, whether or not they're synced up? They are not. Okay. Hmm.
0: Yeah.
4: So yeah, I mean, like it it, it looks like uh, there there is no pattern of this in the data.
0: Yeah. And
4: I, um, the the big blinking light analogy might be true. It may look like uh, the periods are syncing up to a lot of women, uh, when it's really just uh, just a coincidence based on uh, fluctuations in their period cycle. That's absolutely what I think. But
3: but also they would probably want to look at the difference between a few people as opposed to you
4: know, a dorm floor. Right. Yeah. I don't think I don't think, uh, think uh, Miss McClintock uh, examined uh, everybody in a dorm, just uh, probably like dorm mates who are living in the same room together or something, I'd imagine. Uh, and um, uh, I don't know exactly what her study size was um, or like, uh, well, I, I'd imagine uh, probably wasn't uh, all that much, but uh, I'd have to look into that. It doesn't say in the article here. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this comes from an initial study which got a lot of hype and got a lot of people believing in it. And it's one of those things where uh, the initial data comes out um, and uh, people go wild over it and uh, nobody bothers to uh, look back and see whether it was uh, really real or they'll just believe it because that's what the headline said.
0: I think that if you look at each person's cycle – that, that you'll discover that that some women's cycles are faster than others, and that and that you could you could see a sync up because of that. But like I say, mm-hmm. it'll come into focus and out of focus, much like the, right, much like the blinkers. Sense. Yeah, and, and some
4: some uh, some women's uh, periods are very regular, like same time every month. Uh, other women's are a lot more variable, so it's uh, it's really hard to uh, uh,
0: analyze this kind of thing.
4: And while
1: it's going to really, it's really going to depend on where where their moon is in their birth sign,
0: <clears throat> right? That can and which house it's in too can really affect that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Plus, which sign is fighting with which other sign at that point? <laughs>
0: right. Yep. And, if, and if you get your moon conjunct Mercury, forget it, man. I think it's a, I think mm-hmm. it's a permanent PMS cycle.
3: Mercury is just no go.
0: <laughs> if you've got Mercury retrograde in your chart and it's conjunct the moon, forget it, man. Especially if it's in Gemini. I mean. Phew, might as well just yeah, lock you if, up now. Uh,
1: if <laughs> if the transmission is having trouble on on your Mercury and the reverse gear is gone, Mercury retrograde is not going to happen.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
3: It is. The gas will still, you know, flood up and just you
1: know, and then you know, you get the right kind of recall. You have to do a Saturn return.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now.
0: Oh, Mac, that was good. That was so good. I got I can I got to hand that to you.
1: <laughs> All right, I got to share I got to share one that's kind of off topic.
0: Okay. From earlier.
1: Um, you know, Sam and I were having a conversation about the fact that polar bears are adapting to habitat loss by breeding with grizzly bears and basically creating hybrid bears that are more adapted to warmer climates. Mm-hmm. And uh and Sam says, you know, Think about this: that that polar bears can do this, and we can't even stop calling each other unpleasant names from race to race. And I said, "Well, that's because polar bears don't suffer from glacial prejudice."
0: Hold on, uh, here, the, uh, Okay, <laughs> to, to to bring this back to a seriousness for a second, the fact that polar bears and grizzly bears are still can still produce viable offspring. Are they a different yeah. species of bear, or are they are they are mm-hmm. they just uh, I think the they are species? a different species, but
1: they're they're close enough to each other that that they can produce viable offspring.
0: Right. So they're not that so they're not that different to species. No. I think that isn't isn't that one of the things that that, that defines a, a different species is the fact that they can no longer produce viable offspring. I mean, you look at you look at a tiger and you look at a lion; they can produce an offspring, but it's sterile. The, these bears are producing viable offspring. These offspring, the, their offspring can go and have more. Yeah, and offspring. the new ones
1: are called growler bears. So, <laughs> well, seriously.
0: So what I'm what I'm saying is that that I I wonder I wonder if the distinction here is not two species, right? it's just it's just you know they're 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 on the they're on their way to becoming two different species, but currently they're not i don't know like biologists would have to settle that for me i i i, hmm. I, I think it's an interesting question though because I thought that was one of the characteristics of two different species like that is that they could that they couldn't have viable offspring anymore like us at, like we like chimpanzees and humans had a common um ancestor, but could they have a viable offspring, and could a bonobo and, and a chimpanzee have a viable offspring?
1: Well, didn't we uh didn't didn't we look at something a little while back that said that chimpanzees are in some cases becoming more like bonobos
0: well I think that I think that I had heard somewhere that they were actually that they're actually that they actually are considered um they're both the same species but they're, they're slight they're just they you know they're just separated and that they're both under the same umbrella as far as as far as species go I'd, I'd read that just recently I'd heard that that they were both, that they're both gorilla, or they're both chimpanzees, but one of them is a bonobo, Mm-mm. and the other one has a different name, but they are both chimpanzees, so.
3: Well, there are gargoyle, gargoyle geckos, and crested geckos can interbreed.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you look at, you look at, so like dogs, right, you know, you look at, you um, a malamute can, you know, have offspring with a chihuahua. It's not a good idea, right? Yeah. Because yeah. chihuahuas not shouldn't idea. breed, but. Yeah, it, it, because but it, but
1: it can happen if you've got a strep <laughs>
0: Because they're the same species, right? They're all dogs. They just they just they just have different characteristics. So yeah. so, so it's the same thing. To uh, I I think it might be the same thing. I don't know. Somebody have to tell me. But the polar bear and the grizzly bear are the same species. They're just different. You know, different more to each other. They just you know, they just have you know slightly different ways they present. It's not quite right, but you see what I'm saying. Uh
4: I don't know. One of them's white. One of them's brown. I, I, I have a problem with it. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh boy.
3: One of oh, them will up. find material yeah. down after you. Yeah. Listen,
0: a Samoya can mate with a husky, right? Mm-hmm. They're basically the same color. A husky? A husky. A smutsky? A smutsky. Would that be would it? Be? No, it's just a husky. husky.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking a little bit more of this. Um... They, I, I'm, he, I'm seeing it called not a growler bear, but a but a pisley, which I think is a far not as good a name. But uh, mm-hmm. it's saying the genetic analysis has revealed multiple instances of hydrogenization, including integration of polar bear DNA into brown air brown bears during the Pleistocene Pleistocene <laughs> era. So this has been going on for a long time.
0: Yeah. Because they're the same species. Just one of them is a chihuahua and one of them is a malamute. I find I this to be quite a grisly topic. I, sort of grisly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But. They definitely have a common ancestor.
3: Definitely.
0: But now I want to know if 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 a chimpanzee and a bonobo could have a viable offspring.
3: Well, bring that to someone who breeds animals and ask them if they can try it.
0: Yeah, if they can do that for me.
3: Hey, can you do this for me? I just want to know. It's a test we're trying to do. You know.
0: <laughs> uh all right. Just
3: charge it to yourself and not, you know, the. Uh,
0: so here's the, the question: Do we do we want to go ahead and talk about video games and mental illness, or should we put this off? I'd put that off because I I I, I think that we have all a have a lot to that. say about this one. Mm. I do. I know. I do, and I and I've looked at the research. But I also have a book that I want to finish reading before we talk about it. I bought the book Moral I'd Combat. say put it off. Yeah. Um. I, I think a, it's yeah. going
1: to be a bigger discussion.
0: Yeah, I do too. gonna be a huge. And discussion.
4: I would You much know, I, I have a I have a book about uh, this too that uh, I read several years back. Maybe I should like what, refresh what, what, myself yeah, on what, it bo- as well. What
0: book are you are you reading? He reads. What, what's the name of the book? Uh what was it? Um. Uh, okay. Anyway, let's. let's might I, have I have it on my. Go ahead and look that he up. But, but why we do, I think, I think we can go ahead and end it at this point. And I would say, say good night, everybody. We're yeah. not going to talk about giant rats. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Wait. Okay, we're, let's go back. Do we want to talk about giant rats? Let's end on giant rats. That that sounds like a good idea to me. Actually, I, I think or, yeah. or, or
2: my parents are down wanting us to go to dinner with them. So okay.
0: Well, if you guys right. want to continue, you, I'm back. And, I, I'm I think we're going to end. I think we're going to end on giant rats. But you can say good night now. Right. People, it's been fun. All right, thanks for joining us. Go enjoy your parents. Have a good night, Ian.
3: Oh, he's on. Night, night. Sorry Stay about tight. that.
0: No, I, I think giant rats. I no reason to not talk about giant rats. That's probably a good way to end.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So tell me about giant rats.
3: Giant rats is basically just a reference for a large rodent. But this rodent is.
0: You mean like a rodent large. of unusual size? I, I was
3: going
1: to say that's actually the correct terminology.
3: R O U S.
0: R O U S. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's a mega rodent, they call it, who okay. lived in the lowland of the rainforest between two and four million years ago, perhaps using its massive teeth to find off saber-toothed cats and giant flightless man-eating birds. How fun. The so, newfound species called oh. Josepho artigacea modici is reported today in a studied, study led by Andre Re- Rind- Na- Thank you <laughs> of the National Museum of Natural History and Anthropology in Montevideo, Ur- Uruguay. So, how big was? I, I think
1: that the I think the Latin is actually uh, Joseph Orgasmia, what I see.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so we're we're talking about a rodent that that weighed thirty three pounds, right? Okay. So, how big? How what is the Bear weigh?
3: This rodent weigh, weighed 2,200 pounds. Oh,
0: never mind. What rodent weighed? And weight? the
3: capy, the capybara, which is our largest living rodent at this point of time, is... It doesn't say. So we're talking
0: about a rodent that weighed 2,000 pounds?
3: Yes, we are.
0: Holy shnikes, bad girl.
3: I know. That's
1: a lot they bigger mean. than even a rat
4: king.
3: <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they were pretty darn big. Oh. A rare species, pacarana. The prehistoric mammal belonged to a rodent family with a single surviving member, the pacarana. And uh, oh, they don't have the picture when they say there's a picture there. Well, very good, National Geographic. Uh, this species weighs up to thirty-three pounds, and the pacarana is confined to tropical forests in Central South America. So they're they're kind of like the capybara, but they uh
1: But they're huge. This uh this giant rodent that you're that we're talking about though, the two thousand pounder, wasn't their only natural enemy the saber toothed squirrel?
0: possibly. <laughs> 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 Shit <laughs>
3: <laughs> fifty three centimeters long. Uh twenty one inches long. Hmm. At a thousand That's one
4: point. big rat.
3: That's one big rodent. Yep. You need something a pretty big tree to knock down those t- that's for darn sure. So, yeah, large animals. So it's path.
1: it's almost the size of the rats that are wandering the sewers of New York right now.
3: Yeah. Probably. So a and uh, to be
4: clear, this didn't have anything to do with those guys at Nim.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: that's a that's an old reference, but not not
0: a bad one. <laughs> um, an adult capybara can weigh anywhere between seventy-seven to one hundred and fifty pounds.
3: Yep, you don't let them
0: step on your and feet. And be twenty to twenty-five inches.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and that's still a huge rodent.
3: That's a big yep.
0: rodent. Wombat well, I mean, the
3: the
1: only it. the real the main characteristic that defines a rodent is the type of teeth that they have. Mm-hmm. The fact that their teeth continue growing continuously.
0: Oh, what's that? Other factors, is this mostly that? The skull that, was biggest. twenty-one inches on this thing. The skull was twenty-one inches. Holy mackerel! That's mm-hmm. a big head. That head is as big Brady as the capybara. Big.
3: Yep. Wow. And I've seen capybara up close. Ah. Yeah. Now I know why the tick had one as a pet. Well, I knew it before. They found it all grungy.
1: Yeah. Um, um. Oh, I'm I'm sitting here now in my mind. I'm thinking, ratoceratops.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, you wow. get me thinking. To... Don't do that, Ratoceratops.
0: All right. Now it's time to say goodnight. Anyway.
1: And I've got the artwork. <laughs> okay. Good, night, yep. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's another giant rodent in the can.
0: If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the Amateur Skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at amateurskeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash p-k-a-n-o-l. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.